Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter, and today I have a special guest. I am joined by Jonathan Herr from the Just a Thought podcast. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do on your show? Well, um, Just a Thought podcast, uh, we just kind of, it's a positive, comedic view on uh, the day's news and social media, anything pop culture, uh, pretty much whatever we feel like talking about, um, but we keep it positive. But uh, we just pretty much, we'll, we'll gather up news, we'll talk about it, give our own spin on it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just a techie guy. I set up the podcast, and then Fred uh, Potter, my co-host, is the uh, professional comedian. So um, that's we do it uh, every Thursday, or at least release episodes every Thursday. So that's uh, just a thought podcast. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of the episodes, and um, uh, you're right. You guys do keep it positive. Uh, one I listened to was when you had a couple of comedians um, um, on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Jackie Marpa and I, I Taylor Della Osa. Okay, and so they were on the show, and um, you know, for listeners or the regular listeners, they would um, recognize Jackie from a previous episode of the mm-hmm. the debut. And the other one I listened to, I just kind of randomly picked one, and I happened to pick the one where mm, I forget the title, but you guys were kind of speaking a little bit about the Super Bowl. Um, I, actually, you know oh, what? I'm trying to think if it was two different episodes or am I mixing them together. But I do remember, you know, a little, a little talk about the Super Bowl, and then the other one was talk about the. Um, you guys were talking about the upcoming uh, national championship uh, for the for college football, mm, and okay. I'm from Oregon, so and and I was kind of it was kind of nice to hear you guys not really, you know. Um, you guys weren't really like bashing, you know, any of the teams. You know, you you guys were speaking about the teams in positive ways. You know, so I was kind of yeah, and and I was kind of like, ooh, are they gonna say something about Oregon? You know, or just something like that. Just because like what um, Oregonians feel is that we um, we 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 feel that nationally we're we're a gimmick. You know, um, you know the, the the speed and and uh, the uniforms. You know, things of that nature. So so it was kind of nice to hear like nobody really focused on that. I guess is what I'm getting at. So yeah, we. I mean, I mean, the outfits. It's nice, but you guys perform, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like nobody can really complain about uh, Oregon, unless you guys start really tanking, and it's kind of like, all right, now it's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I don't think that's a big issue. I think everybody's a little jealous. Yeah, and I mean, it was our second national appearance in a few years, you know. Yeah. So it just unfortunately we just can't just can't win. So. But you know it, it's it's a fun team, um, and, and I'm glad that you know I've made uh, friends from. Oh no problem. Um, you know I have made friends in in other countries that uh, you know they're they're not fans of the Ducks, but they're you know they're not talking bad about them because I you know I am a fan. So, yeah, I mean there's nothing wrong with the Ducks. So yeah, go I, Ducks. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. So yeah, go Ducks. So ho- hopefully they have a good season this year because um, you know Mariota didn't return, and who who can blame him? You know the the, the man perf- overperformed in three years, Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy winner. So um, you know you, anybody can guess who I'm gonna draft in the fantasy football. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, today you're joining me to review Grand Torino, and yes. I. 
you know, it's funny because I, I didn't know, uh, I didn't find out that you're Asian, uh, specifically Hmong. Uh, mm-hmm. How much Hmong are you? Because I, I understand in one of your episodes, you kind of break it down a little bit. I'm actually half Hmong. Uh, my father is uh, Hmong and my mother is Caucasian. Um, and I'm actually, <clears throat> the funny uh, thing about it, um, you chose me for uh, Grand Torino and because um, you're trying to contact Ani. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, her actual name is Whitney, and she is actually my sister. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Um, yeah, that's that's hilarious, actually. Yeah, she's my sister. Um, that was um, that it was just kind of weird. Uh, we connected on uh, Twitter, and when you said that, I was just I was like, okay, do I tell him that it's my sister or do I save it? And I'm like, I'm gonna save it for the show. That, yeah, and that's fine because right before we recorded it, I told you that I was trying to reach out to her uh-huh. <laughs> just to see if she would, you know, interview and just talk about her experience. So super hilarious. Um, yeah. S- small world? Can I say that? It, it, would that be appropriate? Like, it, it's a small world that, that what a big coincidence, right? Yeah. That, so, um, yeah, because when I first, uh, when, when, when we first started speaking on Twitter, um, I don't think I saw that your last name was her until until I actually started listening to an episode because it's on your guys' logo. Yeah. And then and then I was just like, hmm, interesting. Because I think I saw a picture and I didn't know you were half at the time. I go, I go, is he half? And then, you know, I, I didn't find out for sure until listening to an episode. So, um, and usually the when I have a guest on, or mm-hmm. at least when it's somebody that isn't a podcaster, I try uh-huh. to I try to choose something that um you know they might be able to shed some light on you know for example uh, example uh Jackie Marpa she is Filipino and so we did a Filipino American movie you know okay. and she was able to uh you know talk about you know about the culture so Gran Torino it's not a favorite of mine but I enjoy the movie mm-hmm. and uh I I have some Hmong friends but you know I mean, I don't know how it is with you, but like, like a lot of my friends, they're, they're uh-huh. a little mic shy, so so they don't really want to come on and you know be <laughs> behind the mic kind of thing, and so I'll, I just thought this would be an opportune moment to actually get a a Hmong podcaster to come on and maybe talk about the culture depicted in Gran Torino. Yeah, uh, well, I thank you for having me on uh, once <laughs> again. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've never been a shy person. I've actually been more adventurous. I don't know if that's more the Hmong side or more the uh, Caucasian side. We'll say Caucasian side because I mean, there's not a lot of Hmong podcasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I mean, we're we're a small little group. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gran Torino. Um, it's it's kind of got a mixed bag um, of reviews within the Hmong culture. Um, just for the fact that uh, some people. A lot of people took it as, okay, this is a, a movie about Hmong people, which in reality, it's a movie that has Hmong people and it has nothing to do about Hmong people. We just happen to be uh, one of the other cultures or races in there. Yeah, I kind of agree with that because w- watching this, I was uh, enjoying, you know, learning about the culture. And mm-hmm. then and then after that, you know, you, we see Walt taking... Um, taking Tao around, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and then it kind of turns into this bonding relationship between them and mm-hmm. kind of take uh, takes the focus off of that culture. So it, it kind of, you know, goes different ways a little bit, and mm-hmm. I don't remember it being that way. But, you know, I was just, um, you know, I was a kid when it, well, I wouldn't say it was a kid. I mean, this came out about, what, seven years ago? 
yeah. seven years ago. So that put me put me in my mid twenties. So no, I I wasn't a kid, but I don't know. I I don't remember exactly how I felt about the movie before. I just remember kind of liking it, but mm-hmm. I knew I knew there was something about it I didn't like, and maybe it was the way that I felt that it kind of. Do you feel that it maybe put a negative uh, uh, a negative perspective on like maybe some of the 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 um the Hmong youth um no because um i mean with any culture really uh with any minorities you have um groups of gangs um people that you know that's that's what they choose uh they they don't know any better so they you know they get into gang related activities and as far the only thing that really kind of um got me was um when they were showing, um, they were doing a hoopli or a, it, it was just kind of like a, the gathering where everybody was bringing food. Okay. I was just like, hey, you know what? I wish ours were like that. <laughs> we don't bring all the, that food. We do yeah. food, but it's not like this uh, big old gathering um, a potluck. But uh, it was more so when they were um, they were killing the chicken right. uh, for the party. I'm like, we don't hold chickens up like and just hack at their neck i mean that makes logistically that makes no sense i mean you're going to be hacking for a while you got to be really good to slice slice the head off only thing that really got me yeah other than that it was kind of realistic uh except for like, don't touch the head it, it kind of it like over glorified certain things or um exaggerated them but that's that's to be uh that happens in movies right I, I kind of felt that too. I mean, uh, I know because because uh, I'm Laotian and Hmong and Lao are, you know, they're, they're like what like cousins. You, you would yeah. say, you know, because it's a different dialect, so you know the language isn't uh, at all the same. But you know the um, we still some of your words. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I you know I wouldn't say steal, but we uh, are yes. Um, and I, I think the written language only came around like in the seventies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, still still pretty new, you know, it's what 40 years. Um but I I I did feel, you know, just being Asian, you know, mm-hmm. uh, generally, I I felt that yeah, some things just seemed a little bit exaggerated, you know. So that's yeah. a, that's a great word cuz I I was trying to I was trying to like, you know, really because they, you know, I, what what is the feeling that you get that uh how long has this family uh been been a, been around? You know, not only that, this community among mm-hmm. people in, in this neighborhood, like they, they probably, probably a couple decades, maybe, yeah, if if that, and I feel that maybe they would have not quite adapted the American culture, but maybe have at least, um, you know, I I wouldn't want to say that like the Hmong culture being diluted because mm-hmm. you know being in America for so long, but if it, it feels, it feels like they were still like hardcore Hmong, you know, that that they haven't. You know that they that that they're not li- living in the U.S. or something. Well, you know? I mean that part, that part I'm not um like uh I'm not against that because I think that it's very true. There are some families in the Hmong culture. It depends on where you go and how many Hmong people you have. They really hold true to their old um it's shaman beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know they still follow the shaman ways. They still um shaman beliefs still uh, rule their day. You know, it mm-hmm. guides them through their uh, everyday activities. Um, I'm that part is actually very true. Um, but yeah, there are some most of the Hmong people were were adapting. 
um, I mean, we've got Christians, we, we got other beliefs, but um, if you go to a, a traditional shaman um, gathering, it's very much like that. Because, um, um, like, they'll have certain things. Don't don't eat on your knees. Um, don't, um, I guess, uh, it's like a, there's a lot of little things that they just say, don't do this because this will happen. Um, like, pointing at the moon. It's a lot of stuff like that. Hmm. So it, it's not too off. It's actually uh, pretty on when you when you get to that how how they hold true to it. Yeah, that's interesting because because uh, where I'm from in Portland, we actually mm-hmm. have a pretty big Hmong community. You know, oh I, really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like a lot of people. You know, um, I I feel that other parts of the country don't really think about Portland, but we're we're basically like little sister to Seattle. You oh, know, wow. okay. yeah, we're we're smaller, but it's it's just like any other city. You know, we have a big downtown, we have big residential areas, and we have nice neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods, and um, just like any other city. You know, just just smaller. You know, okay. Um, but we have a pretty big Hmong community. Matter of fact, uh, I dated a few Hmong girls back in middle school and high school. You know, but good on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I never um like I I don't feel like I ever really knew much about the culture and i've had Hmong friends um i spent nine and a half years in the military and i had some of my best friends that served with me that were Hmong. oh thanks for serving yeah you know it was an honor to serve and i i you know i wish i can go back sometimes but family comes first Mm -hmm. you know and so i it's funny because i've always been surrounded by them you know growing Mm -hmm. up but i've never felt like i i quite understood their culture and i think i get more from it from this movie and for you to kind of speak just a little bit um, about it already, like, wow, it, there is a lot more, you know, in the culture that I don't know about. And I wonder if the Hmongs in, in Portland have, a, you know, kind of adapted to the American ways a little bit and maybe aren't so, um, you know, still holding on to that culture as, mm-hmm. you know, as as we see in this movie. So, I yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, I, I could think that and, and not just really know because, like, no one's ever really told me. I mean everybody's got their own view um i think uh i've heard the uh, quote it, it's always funny i'm always trying to use american quotes and i'm only a first generation uh Hmong kid mm-hmm. but it's i always have to think okay did they say it this way and it, it feels awkward but i mean opinions and reviews are just like uh buttholes everybody has them mm-hmm. you know uh but you know everybody's got their own view on uh this movie um it, some are right, some are wrong. I mean, there's no right or wrong with it. But, you know, it's, it's when you break it down, I mean, this movie, in my personal opinion, aside from my sister being in it, I like how it's, it's kind of fair and balanced. Everybody, because uh, I've always heard people complain about, um, man, the negative language, the stereotypes, um, the racial slurs and stuff like that. And, um, at first, yeah, that may hit you, but I think actually it's fair. Everybody, everybody gets a piece of it. You know, uh, Walt, he, he doesn't spare anyone, but he, it kind of gives you, you kind of learn who he is. But yeah, I mean, it's fair and balanced. Um, that's my view on, um, on like the negative slurs that people always mention. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring it back, I dated a couple of Laos girls in high school too. So, oh, very nice. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, one of my nephews was uh, raised by a, a Laotian family that was right next door to them. Uh huh. So 
they would literally it's like almost here let's um you want to raise our kid i mean they didn't literally say that but um they babysat him all the time so yeah so we're yeah. pretty we're our uh lansing we're pretty close to our laotian uh brothers and sisters yeah, I I think so too. Uh, especially over here. I mean, like like I said, it's a it's a big community, and you know we all hang. Uh, and, you know, um, well, I think I I like to think we're all pretty tight. Um, oh yeah. You know it it you know we always say Portland's so small. You know you always end up meeting somebody that happened to know somebody that you know. But the world in itself is small. I mean, just yeah. kind of what we just you know back to like your your sisters in the movie, and I had no mm-hmm. idea when when I asked you to to come on the show for this. So, um, so we'll go ahead and uh, get more into the movie. Okay. Um, it's directed by Clint Eastwood, who uh, also stars in it, mm-hmm. and the other main characters, I guess you can say, is a uh, father. Jan- is it Janovich or Janovich? I I didn't really catch the pronunciation of his uh, name. Let's go with Janovich. Janovich, okay, and is played by Christopher Carley. Mm-hmm. Uh, B. Vang plays Tao, who is uh, basically our lead, and uh, Ani Her, who plays Sue. Um, the other ones basically are, you know, we get glimpses of the other, um, Kowalski family members, you know, who, um, I, but I won't really get into them. I, I, I think that's the rest of them, right? Um, do we want to say the, uh, who plays Spider? I, do you know how to pronounce the, the name? I, I can say Moi. Is it Dua Moi? I've got the IMDB up, so, um, let's A see. little bit further down. Spider or uh, Dua? Dua. Dua Moi. Dua Moi. That, that's kind of what happened with uh, Jackie Marpa too. She was like trying to help me with pronunciations. I was just, I'm, I'm not good, you know, especially <laughs> when I'm not, you know, it's not my uh, um, culture. Okay, uh, so the movie is about, um, you know, Clint Eastwood who plays Walt Kowalski. His uh, his wife had just passed away. He's a Korean vet, and he. Uh, it seems that he is one of the last family houses in this neighborhood that's been around for so long. And, you know, in the past few years, it, it has become like a uh, like like a monk community. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I guess he's it seems to be that he's like maybe him and the lady that lives across the street are the like the only white folks left is yeah. what it seems like to me. And, um, you know, it's called Gran Torino because he, he owns a 1972 Gran Torino, which Tao tries to steal later on. And, uh, you know. Because and then he ends up, or uh, Walt becomes basically like a father figure and helps helps him through life choices and advice. You mm-hmm. know, so that's basically the gist of our movie. And the movie it starts off with uh, we opened up at a funeral, and you know, and I had mentioned Walt's wife Dorothy had just passed away, mm-hmm. and I think Walt is just more pissed about his grandkids coming in not appropriately dressed, you know, mm-hmm. than he is about his wife's death. Um. Now this you had mentioned that this takes place uh, in Detroit. Yeah. Are are they that hardcore? You know, um, the fans because like one of his grandsons was wearing like a, a Detroit Lions jersey to a funeral. Oh, uh, no. I mean, yeah. I think that was uh, like we said, uh, movies exaggerate things. Um, I think they literally were just trying to um, emphasize um, how kids nowadays possibly are not respectful they're not thinking of everything because you see a lot of times walt is always just like staring (laughs) at things like you know he's like like losing almost they're losing their culture too or respect Mm -hmm. you know oh that's a very good uh point uh, that you make there because yeah his, his um and there's nothing wrong with 
you know, the the belly button piercings, but uh-huh. but his, his granddaughter, you know, she's wearing a shirt that's a it's a little high, so you can see that. Yeah. And also, like, she's caught like uh, playing on her phone, like in the middle of the of the of the funeral. Yeah. Funeral. Well, yeah, I was gonna say wake. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. More can, awake. Can you say wake. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're you're right. So that that's a very interesting uh, look at it too. That yeah, he's just getting old and things are changing around him. But I mean, I it, it is exaggerated. I I feel that people would be a little bit more respectful for for a funeral. Yeah, I mean, uh, de- to wear a Detroit Lions jersey. I mean, there's some hardcore fans, but I think you would think somebody would say, hey, hey, no, you know what? Right. At least wear the black. Detroit Lions jersey. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it matches at least. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> no, mean, it, I don't think anybody... It, would, I, it would be hard-pressed to see uh, a person actually wear a Detroit Lions jersey to a funeral. You would think the pallbearer, somebody's going to say something. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure somebody said something. I mean, and it's just so fun because it's his grandson. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the, the, the dad didn't say nothing. So, like, uh, on, th- that's your grandmother up there. Yeah, so it, it, you know maybe there's a deleted scene we don't know about because this movie is two hours long. Yeah, it, it's it's a lengthy one. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, a couple of grandsons they they find his Footlocker with his old medal, uh, which he received in the Korean War, and I forgot which one it's called, but I do remember reading that it was like the third, um, you know, highest awarded medal. Purple Heart, you know, or... not not the oh. Purple Heart. Um. It's one of the stars. I, I don't oh. want to say the silver star because I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's something I should have wrote down if I was going to bring it up. But I, the, the the point of the scene, where I, I wanted to bring up that yeah, he's a, a Korean War veteran and he's super racist against Asians, but he oh, thinks yeah. everyone's just Korean. <laughs> you know, so so most of his uh, most of his insults are Korean related or Chinese. Um, yeah, so I, I think he does say chink too. But uh, I think on IMDb it said that he has like fifty-two racial slurs or insults in there. Oh wow! I, really? I, they, I, yeah, they tallied. That's how, that's, <laughs> they tallied it. I mean, because I mean, they, um, I don't know about for you, but yeah, for the re- review, I definitely like I was kind of listening for it, and I was just like, wow, it's like in I mean, in every you know line of dialogue, almost he ha- he has something, and his yep. favorite one seems to be swamp rats. And I think is that is that more Korean? I think there, uh, it's a lot of Korean War um, uh, references because uh, Zipperhead. I had to explain uh, Zipperhead to uh, family members. So like, what does you mean by Zipperhead? So it's like in a body bag. Literally, it's just mm. a reference to a dead uh, Asian Zipperheads. So okay, um, but I, yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, no, it, it was kind of like it went over everybody's head, like. Zipperhead, okay. I mean, because we're these are not terms that we're used to. Mm-hmm. We we usually, I mean, I I think in Lansing, all the um the Hmong and Laotian people, we always get the Chinese references because we're not as diverse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I mm-hmm. I'm thankful in a way. <laughs> we don't have to deal with other terms. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, do you um do you? I'm sure there's parts of any area that there's always some kind of racism but is there is that a thing over over in Lansing um it's the funny thing is that um it was at one point um but we're honestly we're uh we're pretty up to date we don't have uh racism i guess on the grand scheme of things you you'll have pockets here and there i mean mm. it's not there's not like a part of town i say hey you don't want to go that part you can go anywhere you want to 
there's always going to be an ignorant person because I like to say that racism is more so ignorant people that have just not been educated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than just saying, oh, they're racist. Um, because, I mean, we've had, I had to grow up with it um, myself and deal with it. And, you know, it happens. You just got to be educated and move on. Right. Um, I, I guess one thing I forgot to mention was that this movie is rated R, mm -hmm. and I kind of didn't remember that, but it's mainly for, for language. Yeah. You know, um, you know, very the, the violence is very brief, mm -hmm. you know, in, in here. Um, there's a scene where uh, Walt, he catches his granddaughter. Uh, was she smoking weed, or was it a cigarette? I, uh, a cigarette. Okay. And she's, uh, so this is where we kind of get the introduction of the Grand Torino, but it's covered. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think it's funny because she wonders, like, what's he going to do with it when, uh, with the car when he dies? <laughs> so just kind of no respect, you know, yeah. for her to ask him in, in that manner. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it seems that, yeah, the car just seems to be a little bit more important than his, his health. Yeah. And I mean, it, it just kind of sheds more light on the fact that he's, they're losing their culture in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one one it's you have to watch the whole thing and it just starts developing. And I like I just talking about it, I'm getting a different view of the movie in a sense of like why he's so bitter. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it's one of those things like okay, uh, hey, what are you going to do when you die? I mean, it's so wouldn't it feel weird just saying that to somebody who's still alive? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I could never imagine asking any of my grandparents that. I mean, there's only one left uh, of the four, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it we do find. I mean, this is just, you know, this is the beginning of the movie, and, yeah. and we're starting to learn like the Kowalski how what kind of family they really are. I mean, mm -hmm. the 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 two sons, you know, who plays Walt's, um, you know, two boy uh, two sons, mm -hmm. they they they're they're joking at who should kind of take them in you yeah. know and it shows that they, they kind of they're, they're not quite estranged but they don't really care for one another i guess i don't know how else to say it but it's just kind of a sad situation for the family yeah it, it uh, to you know to sidetrack i mean not sidetrack in a sense but to uh, off uh it's kind of one of those views that like um Moan people i don't i don't know if it's a moan thing but that's one thing that moan people always talk about like you know if um you know, when your parents pass, you know, you don't put them in a retirement home. You take them in as more so it's a oldest son takes over or youngest son. You know, it's no mm -hmm. nobody in between. And whoever can do it, one of them has to do it. It's not even it's like instilled from a young age that you're going to be the one to take your dad or take your mom. And, and it seems here. Yeah, there's like debate and they're like, ugh. It's like mm -hmm. a chore just thinking about it. Right. And l later on, we see that they, they try to, like, you know, um, hand him off to, like, a retirement home mm -hmm. or, or something. So that that way he can be somebody else's problem, not the family's. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we meet Tao. Uh, he needs jumper cables, and Walt shuts the door on him, basically, you know. Um, yeah. I think, was it just because of, like, Tao's lack of confidence in, in trying to, like, really just ask for the jumper cables and Walt's kind of, like, just giving him crap about it? I, it body language is definitely key in this. Mm -hmm. And I think Walt just, like, Ugh, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this kid. Right. Like, just spit it out. What are you trying to ask? You know, yeah. He shuts the door. <laughs> um, 
Father Janovich, mm -hmm. uh, apparently he was asked to uh, keep an eye on Walt after Dorothy's passing. Mm -hmm. You know, he keeps asking him, you know, uh, um, you know, when when are you going to go to confession? You know, uh, Dorothy wanted me to do this, you know, and uh, things like that. So I, I think it's kind of weird. So it, what it sounds like, yeah, Dorothy was even going to the to the church by herself, maybe. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if that really speaks on his marriage with her because he was with her for, you know, 50 years. So I, I'm not sure if um, his marriage was anything, you know, like his relationship with his sons. I don't know. You know? It's uh, there's a lot of when you I don't know, I, I I go off pop culture. I don't have like a personal experience with like a um, a family member or friend. But you see that a lot or you hear about that a lot where um, husband and wife, they they are Catholic or they they choose one religion and the, the wife always goes without the husband. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's not too uncommon. I've I've heard of uh, references to where a couple, they just one goes and the other one just relaxes, you know, mm. stays back home. But, uh, yeah, it it's I mean, it still feels weird. I mean, you, you know, you agree if you do things together, then everybody's together. So. Yeah. Um, and one thing he witnesses that the beheading of the chicken, which you had brought up earlier. Uh -huh. And, you know, it, I think it's funny that he calls them barbarians. But, yeah, I, I think maybe it's the like the framing of the scene. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like maybe it was only done that way. So that way he would be able to see it over the fence. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, if they're on the ground, that's you know, actually point. holding, yeah, if they're holding the chicken down. So I think that's more on, um, you know, Mr. Eastwood's directing there that, that it shows that way. But I think it's another reason for him to be able to call them barbarians, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because the other way, yeah, it's just it'd be more organic. And like, why would you call him a barbarian that way, too? So I, I did think it was a little unusual to see them hold it up in the mm -hmm. air like that and try to, you know, to cut it off. But um, we don't see that scene if anybody, you know, hasn't seen the movie, which that that's still one thing like I, I don't understand why somebody would listen to an episode that i cover you know on a movie that ha that hasn't seen it but it, it could be like the way you know i talk about it too because some movies i go scene by scene so it's like watching the movie anyway. Ah, okay yeah so but yeah they uh they, they, it's off screen so you don't see the actual beheading obviously and i think for the most part they don't really depict those in movies anyway yeah you know because there's always like those organizations that will have issues yeah and the thing um I mean, like a real, real fact about that, because um, uh, relatives, I mean, myself, we still, you know, we'll still actually kill our own chickens. You actually, it's more you bleed out the chicken. So mm. I, it's a good point that you brought up that they probably did it very high just to show that, mm -hmm. just to uh, kind of give it to, um, to uh, set the scene. So, uh, but yeah, I mean. If they really showed it, they probably get a lot of letters from uh, animal rights and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that's it. Yeah, it's that's a very good point. I didn't. I never thought of it that way, but I mean, it it's a very good point. All right, that makes me sound smart. <laughs> hey, give yourself yeah. credit. All right, I I try. Um, Tao, uh, he's washing dishes, and I, I take it that uh, like the first scene that we see inside the uh, the lower household. Um, that uh, that they have something going on. Basically, I I feel like it's a blessing for a newborn. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Or can you speak a little bit about what they were doing? Well, uh, I believe 
Man, my Hmong is horrible, but it's kind of like a hoopli, I believe, uh, where um, you're just, it's a blessing for a newborn. Whenever, like, um, whenever somebody's sick or whenever, um, you know, a, a newborn in this case, um, you, you're just kind of giving thanks and you want this, um, the spirits to uh, watch over the new child and uh, bless its life. So, wanings um, is what it's pre- a gathering. That's what we we do from time to time. So I'm I'm actually Christian, but I did grow up shaman, so I can speak on it just a little bit. So mm, okay, yeah, I I have a cousin that is uh, Mormon. Oh okay. Yeah, but but he he's also from SLC, so that's you know that kind of makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, I I like this one point where. Um, we see Walt on his on his porch, and you, you can tell. Well, you, you see that his house is much nicer than most of the houses on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the the other uh, residents there, they've kind of let their house go. Mm-hmm. You know, on the lawns and things like that. And the grandmother next door is like speaking to him in Hmong, and there's like <laughs> no subtitles. So I, I don't know what the heck she was talking about. Like you, you just mentioned that you know, your, your Hmong isn't very good, but can you understand it pretty well? No, or, but no? I know it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's probably the yeah. reason why there's no subtitles. Yeah, could be. And um, I think it's funny because it looked like they were trying to outspeed each other. Mm-hmm. So there's the thing where like uh, Walt, like throughout the movie, he keeps like um, like just randomly spitting, and I'm not exactly sure why. Do, do you did you catch any his did you spitting? Out why uh, his spitting? It was um, just like disrespect, just like Ugh. spit. But oh, then okay. it was funny how she outspit him. Right. She I, I don't know what she was eating, but it was just like, oh man, it was like a stream of stuff like he was just right. like All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. See and, and that's something I might have a little insight on and I don't know this to be true in the Hmong culture. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm only gonna speak from, from the Laotian culture. But um the, the older folks they you know, it's it's kinda like tobacco, basically, you know it's opium. <laughs> <laughs> probably you know it's it's grandma's old bag you know with the with the the you know and when i say white powder i don't mean cocaine or anything like that okay it's like you know it's white powder there's some red stuff they mix it with some stuff that looks like bark dust you know and mm-hmm. they chew on that and the teeth and so a lot of times like their teeth is red and um so i i compare it to tobacco because that's what it looks like in their mouth yeah and and they always have like some kind of um alum, aluminum can you know with a bag in it so they can spit in there you know, so that's what I thought that was because her stream did look red, and that, that's yeah. just kind of what reminds me of like some of my, you know, uh, you know, uh, friends of the family's grandmothers. You know that that do that. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, a lot of um, a lot of older folks. Um, they used to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of them pulling away from that because they realize, oh yeah, that's not good for you. Yeah, you don't feel much, but yeah, you. It's probably not good for you. Yeah, there, that and uh, if you ever see them. Uh, with like a um a plastic uh twenty ounce bottle with water mm-hmm. in it, the a lot of the OGs are still holding on to their uh their uh vices from the old yeah. country. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because I don't I don't think I've seen that in in a while. Like even like my step grandmother, I mm-hmm. think maybe she might be the only one that I still see time to time. You know, with that stuff in her mouth. Um, but yeah, I don't see it much more in, in adults anymore because yeah. now, now I'm at that point where my parents were and, mm-hmm. and, and their parents were doing that stuff. So like my parents were nowhere near that. Yeah. So I still never quite understood exactly what it was for. Like, was it for like some kind of, 
you know, was it some kind of high or was it for your teeth? Was it medicine? I, I still never get, got it. I don't know. Yeah. They're, all the, the OGs always, uh, when I say OGs, I mean, like, um, I mean, people could say old gangsters. We say old geezers. It's, it's yeah. a, kind of a term, term of uh, endearment, mm-hmm. not more so. I, we just call them OGs to just kind of go with it. But, um, yeah. yeah, the OGs, uh, the older folks, they tend to, they have reasons why they do it. I don't believe all of them. It's always like, yeah, you know, this is uh, so I feel better or, you know, this because I'll be healthier. So, some of it, some people, they just point blank have a vice. Uh, others, they believe like, you know, oh, so my body doesn't ache so much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to each their own. I mean, it depends on who you talk to pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the whole thing about the OGs because I th- this very conversation came up in another podcast that I did with uh, Carly from uh, That Pop This Life. She oh, is wow. uh, uh, she's Dominican, and uh-huh. we uh, we reviewed a movie uh, called Raising Victor Vargas. You know that okay. took place in in uh, Lower East Side, uh, New York, mm-hmm. and we we were talking about the older generations. And I said, yeah, um, you know, here in Portland, I don't know if it's regional, but we we call them OGs and. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with you saying the same thing, like, okay, I wonder now if it's just an Asian thing, you know, that, <laughs> that we say that. Because it's not regional now, so it's not the Pacific Northwest. So, apparently, you guys use it uh, in Michigan, too. Yeah. So, that's very interesting. Yeah. It, so, that's, that's just what we call the older generation. We call them OGs. So. Yeah. We we talked about that on our podcast, too, uh, because uh, I call it OGs. You're like, what? Original <laughs> gangsters? So, like, no. We usually say old gangsters or old geezers. And so, you know, we... We do a bit on our podcast where we always talk about um, in my culture, and it's always culture clashing, saying, right. is, this, is this something in your culture, my culture, or, you know, in both? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool to know that uh, it's across the board. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but I, uh, I wanted to mention the dynamic between you and Fred, that Fred's black, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you're, you're half Hmong, half American. So it's... it's, uh, it's um, you know, diverse, obviously. Yeah. And and so so you guys, uh, it, so that's that's the cool thing because you guys can speak on a different, you know, having that different background. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to just being like the you know the, the average Caucasian host. You know, where y- you have no background in in being a minority. You know. Yeah. So uh, so I I think that's a very um, you know fun dynamic in in hearing the the little. The little things that you guys can bring from your own cultures, um, but also check out your guys' show because, like, sometimes you'll you'll get uh, President Obama on there, right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 Clinton. <laughs> yeah, sexually active Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they make appearances. So, yes. uh, so l- listen to it just for that, at least. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one thing that I do bring that uh, a lot of people don't think about, being that I'm half Asian, I look more Caucasian. Um, so people, when they see my cousins, they're like, oh, yeah, those are Asians. And then they think, oh, yeah, here comes a white guy. And so I've I've watched how racism or ignorance has unfolded. And mm-hmm. it's it, I don't know what's worse to see the racism directly at you or watch it unfold onto uh, family and friends. It's kind of like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Do you think, I, you know, this is appropriate? Yeah. So, yeah. I have a friend. It's funny because I have a friend named Jonathan who's also he's he's half Vietnamese, half white, oh, and okay. he look yeah he looks more white, and and like sometimes people will be like wait wait you, 
you're Asian, <laughs> you know, because he took, completely claims it. Yeah, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he he wouldn't even ever really specify that he's half. He'd just be like, I'm, yeah, I'm Vietnamese, man, you know, because uh-huh. his mom's Vietnamese and he, you know, grew up with her and, you know, he's, uh, the food that he eats, like, I, I don't think there's a, a lick of, like, uh, American in him, but oh, really? it's, it, yeah, but, but the man looks white. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, that's probably, um, I, I've seen that, uh, there, we have a, a lot of Vietnamese people over here too, and mm-hmm. they have, like, they're just like, they look like they're half Asian, but they're full Vietnamese. And mm. I don't know if that's maybe just the um, the mixing pot from the Vietnam War hmm. mm, developing. Very interesting. Because, yeah. uh, like, you'll look at them, they speak uh, full Vietnamese, and they they don't have, like, I mean, you talk to the person, he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm full Vietnamese. Like, really? You're like, hmm, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It, it it it's perplexing at times. Yeah, it so yeah, it, it's very interesting, and I, I'm glad I don't have you know that confusion with me. Like people see me and like, oh yeah, you're Asian. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough yeah. too, because uh, I mean, for I mean, not to get too off uh, topic, uh, being half Asian, um, it's always a debate which side do you choose, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, for half Hmong kids, um, it's always. Either either your family uh, embraces you, or they mm-hmm. shun you. And I've been fortunate that I've been embraced because I I meet a lot of half Asian kids. Specifically, I met a, a half Vietnamese kid, and both sides shun him. So it's kind of like wow, wow. I so who, yeah, who does he choose? Yeah, you know, yeah. And usually it's a usually the the Caucasian side will choose you, but they won't choose him either. They won't even let him get baptized. Wow. Yeah, that's really weird. So they're, yeah, they're in Michigan. Yeah. Wow. And uh shout out to uh, Matthew. I won't mm. give a last name, but he knows who he is. Oh, uh, but yeah, you know, um I've been, I've been fortunate. My uh, my Asian side sh- um chose me and the other side in a sense uh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's just very interesting for, for the mixed kids. You, you know, like, people never really think about that. It's funny because I feel like, like, sometimes, like, I think when I was younger, I, I used to hear, like, the girls be like, oh, you know, it'd be so cute if my child was mixed. And, like, though that may be, you know, true, but you don't think about, like, maybe, and I don't want to get into that because that almost makes me sound bad, you know, trying to think of, like, the future kid and, and the trouble that it might go through. You know, but well, no one thinks about that. They're just thinking of the mixing of kids, right? And I right. think that's it's it's more primal in a sense because when like Asians, they say we don't we don't really think about um, the racist side. We're thinking like you know, light skin is mm-hmm. you know revered in Asian culture because it's like royalty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Versus dark is kind of like oh farmers. You know, exactly. it's really primal, really simple. So sometimes, you know, the mixing of kids is, I think it's more so, oh, yeah, just the complexion. We're right. not thinking about the struggles. Yeah, that, that's a good point because there's things that are said about the, the Asian races that are tend to be darker than, than the lighter skinned ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's a very good point. Um yeah, see, so you'd be learning on this show too, you know, oh, yeah. about 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 Asians. <laughs> um, this I, I kind of felt bad for Tao in this one scene where he's um, walking home, which I think 
I'm, I'm assuming for school because he isn't he reading like on his yeah. way home or something. And these Mexican hoodlums, they just they pull up to the side of him and they just start harassing him. So it kind of made me think like, is that a thing in this particular area of Detroit where maybe like Asians and Mexicans kind of kind of clash? Uh, that's the thing. Uh, like I, I don't claim Detroit. Uh, a lot of people uh, are near Detroit claiming, but um, I mean that's I think that's anywhere. Any little area, uh, I don't think specifically um, Mexicans and uh, let's say Asians or Mexican uh, Hmong people, uh, because actually the original writer is from uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. St. Paul, Minnesota, or Minneapolis, their twin city. But uh, he wrote it because he was surrounded by Hmong people. So um, maybe it's something in Minnesota specifically. Oh, but could uh, be. yeah, it. I like a little uh, sidetrack, but part of the movie is that um, it was written in Minnesota, but then, um, and it was actually about another Asian group, but then the writer uh, worked with a lot of Hmong people. Uh huh. And then they uh, they had the subsidies or uh, the tax breaks for uh, filming movies, so they brought it to Detroit. So that's how it ended up there. Okay. And I, I think this is funny too because, uh, well, like, his cousin Spider, you know, uh-huh. which we get to find out that's what he goes by now later on. But uh, I, I didn't catch his his uh, you know government name, but I like the scene where he just happens to pull up and and he saves Tao from from these guys, and then there, there's this thing while while you know the uh, the Hmong gangsters are you know in this white Honda Civic, and then you got the uh, Mexican guys in the other car, and they're like taking turns showing off who has the bigger gun. And the Mexicans had like like a like a six shooter, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a little revolver. And then one of the Hmong guys pulls out like an Uzi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <You> uh, know? <laughs> that was that was goofy. That was, that was just crazy. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna show who has the biggest guns. I was like, whoa, Uzi. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, that was a little. I, I thought that was a little. Yeah, you, uh, like you said, goofy. You know, more exaggerated. Like, yeah, just a little bit because. I I didn't feel like they were, I mean yeah they're gangsters but I didn't feel like they'd have an Uzi. I mean, you know I don't know. It, it uh, that's Hollywood. Sure, like I don't know. I, I don't know if I would have believed in AR-15, but still, you know, just like an an Uzi just seems like something that you would see more like a gangster flick. I don't know, like a yeah. gangster gangster flick. It just seemed a little a little weird to have an Uzi. Um, you know, and these guys were like in their late teens, you know, possibly early twenties, but. Uh, sure, we'll you know we'll take it. Well, you uh, never know. Yeah, so people get guns, but yeah, I I chalk that up to Hollywood uh, over uh, glorifying uh, the people uh, having access to guns. Right. I, I guess they're trying to make it seem that it is easier than we think, but you know it, it probably is in some places. Yeah. Um. But Tao, he doesn't he doesn't hop in. And do you think is because he knows better? I mean, are we getting a sense that Tao is a good kid, and that's why he doesn't really jump in? Because I feel that. Kids, they usually join gangs, right, to find, like, some kind of uh, acceptance. Yeah, it doesn't, I would doesn't, agree. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Tao really needed that. So so maybe that's what we're getting while he's very, you know, he, he doesn't want to hop in with these guys, you know, despite Spider being his cousin. And I think it's just Spider, right? It's not like the entire entire group is his cousin. It's just the one guy. Yeah, just the yeah. one guy. But yeah. one thing is that I think... Um, you you see with Tao his body language he doesn't really know what he wants to do I mean he's undecided you know he he, he kind of he looks out he knows that they're bad but at the same time he's kind of like, oh you know he's rocking 
no, no, he doesn't want to go into the car. So, see, it's it's kind of developing because like with Mo, it's all about uh, family and being mm-hmm. close. And even though we see in the beginning they have that party, no one really comes out and says they're his cousin, which that seems kind of weird. Spider's the only one that has said that he's a relative. He's a, he's their cousin. So, we'll say it. That's why I kind of think like you know that's that's one reason why you, you almost see he's leaning towards them, but he knows they're bad, so he pulls back. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting too. That yeah, you mentioned that 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 seems to be the only other family because uh, everyone else is probably just you know just part of the community. Mm-hmm. Um. And why why are they trying so hard to get Tao to to roll with them? Do you think it, you just want to make the gang bigger? Yeah, you need an extra member. Sometimes you, uh, unfortunately, sometimes you need a fall guy, and yeah. that's uh, I think that's what they see in Tao. Spider wants to protect his uh, cousin. I think his intentions are true, but uh, everybody else, I think they just oh well, you know, let's let's add this guy because you don't see a lot of Hmong youths running around in this movie, so um, it, it just kind of points to Tao the whole time. Yeah, that's a very, uh, very good point. That yeah, possibly he could be the fall guy, and that, yeah, that's unfortunate because he's Spider's family. But you mm-hmm. know, I, I guess uh, when you when you're about that life, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> anything goes. Exactly. Um, so we get the scene at the bar, and I kind of like this joke, but it's extremely racist. Oh, I've got one. There's a Mexican, a Jew, and a colored guy go into a bar. The bartender looks up and says. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, here's where my flock congregates when they're not in church. <laughs> uh, so, I, I thought it was funny because it's because it's Walt. You know, he's he's racist. So, of course, yeah. you can tell some joke like that. And but, you get that early. Yeah. They, they don't prepare you for it. He just throws it in. Yeah. Um, and, like, Father uh, Jonovich, you know, he's there, and he happens to find Walt, and and then they they have a you know a drink together and they discuss the differences in their experiences with life and death because Walt feels that this twenty seven year old uh, priest yeah this priest just he he doesn't he doesn't know, quite know anything about death and I like this line by by the by the priest that uh, he says you know Walt maybe seems you know you it seems like you know more about death than than living you know. Um, because you know they had a talk, and he basically Walt was just kind of talking about his life, and it, it mm-hmm. just seems like a really, really sad life. Yeah, it really did give you a, kind of a view. I like that line: "You know more about death than you know about living." Because mm-hmm. I mean, you can get caught up in that, you know, um, with the passing of people or just experiencing death as being a soldier and stuff like that. And you know, it's I. I it, this movie has different levels, mm-hmm. and this is one of those. But yeah, it's a it's a good point. Yeah, let me see here. In the middle of the night, Walt he wakes uh, wakes up to some noise in the garage, mm-hmm. which I thought was really funny for how far he was from the garage and for it to wake him up. It just shows that, um, well, so Walt sees that there's a flashlight, in, you know, in in the garage, and figures someone is trying to steal it, and it's Tao. So mm-hmm. so that just just shows like how inept he is. You know, with like trying to steal a car, like he yeah. somehow he knocked something over, it just caused his loud noise to wake a Walt. But um, you know, he manages to get away somehow. And uh, I, what what happened to Walt? Like, did, did he slip or something? Because he had a gun, or like a like a rifle, and it like accidentally uh, um, uh, discharges. 
I no, I'm Did not. You catch that? No, uh, it's it's been a while since I watched the movie. I, I was okay. trying to watch it um, prior to this, but no, I I remember the scene, but I don't remember what exactly. I'll let Tao get away. Okay. The reason I brought that up because I, I read on IMDb that that's the only time that he actually ever fires a gun was that scene, and it was by accident. So oh. I, I yeah. So I so I remember it happening. I I just and um, I just I just forgot like what caused the accident mm. because yeah because it that, that's the one thing like for as badass as we kind of seen Walt you know with like the things that he says. Um, well, I guess we haven't really come to it yet. But that the only time he actually fires a gun, it was by accident, you know, in, yeah. his, in his entire movie. Um, he We get a scene where he gets a call from his son, and it's, it seems cordial at first, you know. It, it seems like just another phone call, like, hey, Dad, how you doing? And then at the end, he's like, um, do you still know that person who... Uh, who who can get the lion season tickets? <laughs> and then he does that face too, like you, you know the face where somebody is like, ah, oh, you know, I now this is where I need to ask that favor kind of thing. He's just yeah. like, I'm just gonna leave that right there, and hopefully he says yes, kind of look. And it was just really funny. And does he he clicks it off, just hangs up the phone? Yeah, yeah. I think we just get get a little click. You know, I don't know if you got the sense of this from watching uh, the movie, but I felt like Walt's family they seem. They seem more like a family out of like the eighties and nineties movie, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not they're not over the top or anything like that, but they just seemed a little, a little like like a cinematic family. Do you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Yeah, I mean they're they all fit their roles. They all have a certain character trait. Um, yeah, they they all seem out of touch with him so much that. Whenever they're contacting him, it's a chore. It's a task, right? So yeah. it you start you start feeling it's you get balances. You feel bad for him, but then he he throws their racial slurs like, oh, he probably deserves it. Yeah, um, he. It's funny because like there's another character named Walt that I completely love. That's kind of like this, you know, Walter White. Mm-hmm. Oh you know, yeah, you, you know, you just love to hate the guy. Breaking uh, Bad, exactly. I love it. Um, in the sea here, the, there's um, uh, there's there's a scene where the fight breaks out, where uh, Spider and the gang they come, you know, they come see Tao. And I, I forgot exactly why they came to see him, but they weren't happy with him. Oh, the the car, right? Well, yeah. They they were mad because uh, because he wasn't able to get the car for his initiation, and mm-hmm. so they start you know beating him up on on the lawn. And then this is where we get that famous scene where Walt comes out with the with the rifle and he's like, you know, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Listen, old man, you don't want to fuck with me. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Are you fucking crazy? Go back in the house. Yeah, I blow a hole in your face and then I go in the house and I sleep like a baby. You can count on that. We used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. And um, uh, I'm trying to think, like, what else he does because, like, that scene was actually it wasn't as short because I, I thought I thought it was just that, but it it, it kind of goes into a little bit more of a dialogue, and you know everyone's trying to thank him, and he's just like he doesn't even want to hear it. He's like, no, just 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 get off my lawn. You know, that's that's all I want. Like, he doesn't even want to deal with these folks. Oh yeah, yeah. he just it, it. You think he's defending him, but he's just more so get off my lawn. It has nothing to do with the. Uh... I'm protecting anybody. Just get off my lawn. Right. 
Um, I think it's the immediate next day, and this is what um, this is something that you've kind of brought up earlier. But he finds people leaving like offerings on his doorstep, mm-hmm. and and this is a, a, basically you know like a like a way. Um, they basically he's earned their respect, right? And they're, and they're just paying respects and and thanking him for saving Tao. Yeah, that I think that's another one of Hollywood uh, exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Most people, yeah, we're gonna feel like um, I think just anybody. But then uh, speaking for most people, you feel g- gratitude that mm-hmm. the person did something for you. But I mean, no one's gonna uh, bring out a whole potluck just for saying thanks. <laughs> Right. Um, that's food, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, egg rolls are not easy to make, people. Just in case you don't know, it takes time. I help my process. wife, and it's like, oh man, your hands. If you got uh, let's see, um, arthritis in your hands, oh man, forget <laughs> it. I don't know how those olies make them. I mean, a side note, but no, that I think that's Hollywood exaggeration. Uh, they probably maybe the family would bring one dish. That's about it, but nah, not this whole potluck of stuff. Yeah, it just seemed like almost like a like the whole community. It's like, oh yeah, yo, uh, Walt saved Tao, so we need to go give him food. Yeah, I just I felt like that was that was the thing from a, a bit of an outsider because because mm-hmm. I, I I don't think uh, Laotians do that, but um, I I was just like that's a lot of food to be giving this man. Like you know I um, I, I understand yeah the gratitude, but like that's that's a lot of food. You know yeah. I mean, he's not gonna eat it all. You know no, and then I mean. Yeah, that that's Hollywood exaggeration. Uh, that's what I'm going to chalk that up to. Okay, um, Father uh, Janovich, he's he's not happy how Walt uh, handled the gangsters because uh, apparently he himself works with some of these people. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure in what in what uh, to what extent. You know, he doesn't really specify, but he said he 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 does work with some of them, um, and he just said that you should have just called the cops. You know, which I I don't know if that would have done anything to be honest. Um, so that was a brief scene, but, uh, we get the scene where Sue, you know, she's, uh, mm-hmm. walking home with the white guy who happens to be, uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Uh, I think, I think it's Scott Eastwood, uh-huh. but, um, he's walking with him and he's got his backwards hat on and I guess they're walking through like maybe a black territory and cause you got these three mm-hmm. black guys that start harassing them. Yeah. Um, but wh- what do you think about how Sue handles the harassment? Like, cause it seemed to me that she was kind of provoking them. She, I think she was um, just in the situation, just trying to uh, let them know that, you know, this is not going to happen, kind of trying to be the alpha. Mm-hmm. And the uh, funny thing about that is that Whitney is like that. She probably would do something like that, too. Mm. Or Ani as uh, as her screen name. Right, right. But, uh, her, her professional name, yeah. Ani. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's more so like, I mean, I, I grew up in neighborhoods that are not so great um it was more so you just got to show that you're not scared and just kind of go with it you're always taking a chance so i think i think not so provoking just uh letting them know hey this ain't going to happen and i think you get a it's kind of a glimpse in how her personality is okay i like that because because like for me i was just like oh you know why like why not just walk away Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously it leads to something that happens, in, you know, in this scene alone. But mm-hmm. I was just like, why, yeah, why why is she doing this? Why she just doesn't walk the, walk the other way? Because, like, it just seemed like the um, – I don't think it's her boyfriend. You know, it just seems like, you know, just just a, a friend of hers that's walking with her. Uh-huh. But it, it didn't seem like he was going to be able to do anything anyway. 
So I just thought it was kind of a bold move for her to be like that. But I, I, I kind of like that. That that's just her personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Walt he saves the day again. You know, this time with her, and mm-hmm. I, I like this too because um, these guys they're like, okay, you know, what are you gonna do? And you know, he reaches for inside his his um, coat pocket, mm-hmm. and then he, he doesn't pull anything out, just his hand. You know, he, he's holding a gun. You know, with the the hand gesture, and doesn't he shoot them individually? Oh no, he yeah he he brings out his hand, gestures a gun, and it's like bang, 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 just yeah. like. And they're they're just like, this old man is crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know, obviously they they would think that, but like as the viewer, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's like, I I, I don't know, it, it didn't speak to me a certain way, but uh, I didn't think that like, it was super powerful. But I thought it was just like I don't know, like lack of a better word, I just thought it was cool. It was ballsy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I I don't know because they, they didn't seem to be armed, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I I think this is just kind of setting up. You know, uh, basically to what's going to happen at the end of the movie, because mm-hmm. he, he, I think he does it again. Yeah, he does. Um, so we see uh, Sue. She ends up riding home with Walt, and then mm-hmm. she gives him uh, a history lesson on on the Hmong people. Now, when I first watched this uh, movie when it came out in two thousand eight, I wondered how did Walt know how uh, Hmong was spelled because he pronounced it like and I don't feel I think this is a Hollywood thing but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody ever really pronounces it Hmong have you heard that before no I've heard I before that I heard Hmong right so so I've never heard anybody actually try to pronounce the h uh, which I don't if you know the listen you know if a listener doesn't know what we're talking about Hmong is spelled h m o n g and so when Walt is like, you know, when he says Hmong, I'm like, is that really a thing, though? Like, I, I get it that there's an H in there, but, like, how would he know how is it spelled? And I just didn't feel like that's an actual thing. Yeah, I I mean, you chalk it up, he was uh, a war veteran, but he was in the uh, Korean War. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's Hollywood. Hollywood uh, glamour glamouring uh, or uh, glorifying a uh, uh, situation but yeah mo- I've only heard Hmong it wasn't until this movie that I heard Hmong yeah and uh, and uh, for people that don't know Hmong is actually it. it's spelled H-M-O-N-G but it's pronounced M-H-O-N-G mm-hmm. so if you think of that terms then you can say it but yeah I've only heard Hmong yeah so I just thought it was really weird so I mean, that might be, might have been one of my Things as like a casual viewer back in the day mm-hmm. when you know way prior to like me even thinking about critiquing movies you know but mm-hmm. I was just like what Hmong and that just kind of threw me off and I was like man <laughs> this this movie is stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I was trying to defend my my, my Hmong friends um, <laughs> but we get a scene where Walt kind of sees Tao as a good kid there's mm-hmm. a you know he's watching this this uh, elderly neighbor you know who looks like she just came back from the grocery store. And, like, one of her bags just kind of breaks. And, like, these three random Asian kids, I don't want to say exactly what they are because we don't, we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. But these three Asian kids, they are walking by, and one of them pretends to, like, hump her from behind, you know, and they all laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's another Hollywood thing because I feel like most people would, um, you know, most. I'm not saying everybody, but most people would, would help somebody. You know, she's, she's old. <laughs> she's an old lady who dropped her groceries. Like, I felt like they would have helped her. And, uh, you know, then these, these kids, they, they dressed like normal kids. They didn't look like gangsters that would possibly do that. And they didn't appear to be bad kids. But it's just, you know, I, I just felt it was a, a Hollywood thing to 
to introduce Tao to being like a good kid because he walks across the street. Hello, Mrs. Whatever. You know, let me help mm-hmm. you with that. You know, so. Yeah, so. I, I would agree with that. I would, I would agree that statement that it was just more so to uh, showcase how a, he's a good kid rather than a bad kid. Right. And so so this is where Walt kind of kind of realizes that, yeah, maybe, maybe Tao is actually a, a good kid despite, you know, trying to steal his car. Uh, which I, I kind of misremembered this, but I, I thought mm-hmm. that when uh, when Tao came to apologize, that uh, and and maybe this still happened, and I just maybe it didn't come off this this way. But did you get a sense that um, uh, Walt didn't know that it was him, or did he know it was him? I don't even think um, you know because Asians all look alike. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't think he. I really don't think he knew. Yeah. He just kind of had a. He was just like, oh well, a kid's trying to uh, steal my car, and then Tao. You, you don't really get. I don't think uh, he ever got a chance to see if it was Tao. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll chalk it up to saying he didn't. Yeah, and he was just you know uh, again uh, a racist. Eighty three. I, I I think they uh they say his how old he is. I'm, maybe not. I'm not sure. For whatever reason, the age eighty three kind of sticks out, but he's an old guy. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and to to those guys who are racist, yes, we we all do look alike, <laughs> and and I I even joke about that too. Uh, like in in you know certain uh, movie reviews, you know. So I I have done that uh, myself, but you know I can say stuff like that. So. It's, yeah, that's it's, a, that's the thing. Like you know, when you break it down, each group, they all look alike. They have similarities. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be part of that group. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's when people say you guys all look alike. It's just like, okay, you're just copying and copying out. You don't want to actually get to know a person. But yeah, to a degree, yes, we all look alike. I, I have some cousins that when I see them from the back of the head, I'm like, oh shoot, hey, uh, Bob. Oh, oh, that's not Bob. Yeah, I I, <laughs> Not I, I, that I have a cousin named Bob. Right, <laughs> you you might and you don't know. Um, but I, I was at a party yesterday. I uh, take that back. I do have a cousin named Bob. See, Bobby. There, there you go. <laughs> um, but we we were at a uh, birthday party yesterday, and you know we're we're most of us are all in our thirties. There's still very few um, you know friends that we have are in their twenties. But anyway, most of us have kids, so there was a lot of kids running around. Um, <laughs> but one one of the the girlfriends uh, uh-huh. was, was walking around and like she, like I, I was walking one way and this one girl she was walking the other way and I thought it was my wife and I was uh-huh. about to like you know just kind of like just you know just um just kind of like brush her with my hand like you know on her waist or something and then like she ch- kind of just turned the corner just right where I was like oh crap that's not my wife so it's just <laughs> another one of those examples because you know um and maybe because you know my wife is Asian she shops at forever 21 you know mm-hmm. stores like that I, I feel like uh the, the asian girls here in town a lot of them dress very very similar you know it, it's yeah. style it's a trend whatever but th- this girl she she was she wore, you know wore stuff my wife would wear and i just mm-hmm. you know it just slipped my mind that my wife wasn't wearing this exact thing but it looked like my wife from behind i just felt so embarrassed like if had i t- like touched her she'd be like what, what the hell are you doing <laughs> it's funny you know? that story i had a same uh a similar story I, me, let's see. My cousin, my wife was in front of me. What, my, what uh, is your wife? Because I think um, you've. My wife her is up. Mong. Okay, she's Mong as well. Uh, but um, um, my I'm right next to my uh, my cousin's wife. My wife walks in front, and then 
my cousin goes and I don't know how it all happened. Um, actually, he was in front and then she goes up front and then she grabs his hand <laughs> and I'm watching this just looking at my um, my sister-in-law and we're just like, okay, let this happen. She grabs his hand. He looks at her. She looks and it's like, <gasps> <laughs> so it's just like, okay, pay attention to whose hand you're grabbing. <laughs> right, right. It, 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 that that's kind of like just one of those things where you, you thought somebody was right there, you mm -hmm. know, and and then you turn and you talk to them, and then there's somebody else standing there. <laughs> well, at least it's uh, to the point. She's so comfortable that she could just grab my hand any time. It's just more so, hey, just look that I'm there. <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Um, th that kind of reminds me of another story that's not quite like that, but kind mm -hmm. of, where um, my best friend and I we were uh, meeting up his girlfriend and her friend to go watch a movie. And we saw them park first, and so they were heading to the theater, and we were following, and they hadn't seen us yet. So mm -hmm. I, I was like, hey, let's, let's run up behind them. Um, so we ran up behind them, and then he, uh, and then he, you know, smacked her behind. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and then we, we shifted, uh, you know, over a little bit. So when she turns around, she sees me, and then she saw my face, and then she mm -hmm. was like, um, hi. And then I was like, did you really think I would do something like that? You know, then I was like, that was him. <laughs> So it was kind of one of those things, like, like, did you really think that was me? So I, I thought that was really funny, and we bring that up, like, time to time, you know? Like, hey, do you remember that one time you really thought that I slapped you in the butt, you know? <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Too funny. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it's Walt's birthday, and mm -hmm. his uh, – I, I don't know if this is the oldest son. I'm assuming it is. But uh -huh. it's, uh, it's him and his wife, and they <laughs> – this is when they, um, you know, bring the brochures for, like, a uh, – uh, retirement homes and then yeah it is he, his older son okay and then yeah he he ends up like kicking them out like on his birthday and this is where i i thought that they were a little like this 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 couple seemed they were from like the 80s or 90s just kind of their characterization mm -hmm. but they're they're running out of the house like see i told you that you know we shouldn't come here it wasn't a good idea yeah we should have stayed home with the kids you know because they they knew better like just that conversation didn't seem like very organic and like something actual adults would have it, it just seemed a little bit more comical, and that's just kind of like, um, it just kind of made me feel that way. Like, not that it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I just found it kind of funny, you know. And it was, I, I think it was supposed to be played that way, but it just gave me that feeling like, oh, this is this seems like an you know a couple from an older movie, you know, that would yeah. have been this way. Yeah, plus, uh, on top of it, I was thinking, where are their kids? Why are they at home? They went to go see their grandfather. I think that's more so. It's just, I guess that's how I, I'm raised. I'm like. Where, where are the kids? I would have never. If my dad went to go see my grandmother, which I mean, my grandmother lived with us. But I mean, if she, he had to go visit her, oh yeah, we definitely have to go, whether you want to or not. Yeah, and I, I think we're uh, a lot of us are kind of old enough now, where um, yeah, we we don't always have to go. Um, uh, so Sue, she you know invites him over for barbecue, mm -hmm. and uh, I like how he's drinking Sing Tao. Um, <laughs> And then we get the basement scene where all the kids are hanging out, and that that takes me back to a lot of times back in the days. Mm -hmm. You know, we had gatherings, and um, the uh, you know all the kids would be hanging out in some room, you know, one yep. way or another. But uh, we see, you know, and you keep bringing up body language, but Tao is really bad at being discreet at uh, eyeing this girl. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, but I, I thought in. Uh, also, from that girl's perspective, she wasn't being discreet at all either. So I, I'm not quite exactly sure what was going on. Like, was she hanging out with guys that liked her because she did, 
you know, uh, expressed some interest in Tao and just kind of mm-hmm. kept on looking. So I thought it was just kind of a weird uh, direction thing there. I think it just plays, uh, like, you know, if you think about it, the shy guy, he's the only way he's going to get a girl most times is if the girl is more of the uh, the alpha. Mm-hmm. So he will, um, yeah, he was horrible at hiding the fact that he liked her. Um, he was just like almost to the point of stalkering. He was mm-hmm. just stalking her like, yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm looking right at you. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it just, it was intentional. I think the body language is all intentional just to, uh, to build up his character on how he, you know, has a lack of, um, enthusiasm, a lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, that was the only time he seemed a little motivated because he kind he doesn't look like with a blank stare. He's just like, oh yeah, hey. Yeah, I, I I thought she was cute too, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, she actually. Um, funny thing, she was supposed to be um, Sue, and uh-huh. Ani was supposed to be her character. Oh, interesting. But uh, somehow, some way, uh, it got uh, turned turned around. M- maybe they got each other's script. <laughs> I I don't know, but um, yeah. That's funny because I I just interviewed uh, actress Diane Franklin and she mm-hmm. mentions that in Bill and Ted she was supposed to be one of the other princesses and I think in the script they they mixed it up somehow and she ended up with like the speaking parts or something or oh, I, wow. I, yeah I kind of forget the story but she she mentions like that there was a mistake made or maybe she thought she was supposed to be princess such and such but then mm-hmm. she ended up with that script or something so yeah that that's just kind of interesting how that happens sometimes um, yeah. But uh, Tao is forced to repay Walt by working for him. But we get mm-hmm. a montage of um, of him actually cleaning up like other neighbors' homes and stuff because, mm-hmm. like I already mentioned earlier, Walt's home is like is already nice and maintained. You know, mm-hmm. so there's really not a whole lot of work uh, there that needs to be done. So mm-hmm. so Walt has Tao working at other houses. Um, but on the last day, he looked like he has been really enjoying his time with Walt. You know, and um, just just being busy, you know, uh, with all this labor work, and kind of saddened that Walt actually gives him like his very last day off. Like, yeah. You know, I got nothing for you, and and Tao just seems deflated. You know, so um, do you think he was more happy that it was his last day, or just because yeah, he he has been been working with Walt? I think uh, it was um, just happy to be around Walt, because I mean, I don't know if the movie ever tells where his dad is. You know, if his dad passed or if his dad, you know, just left them. Um, so I think it's just more of attachment to a father figure at that point. Mm-hmm. That's why he's such a, you know, a pleaser in a sense. You know, he has the issues with his cousins. He's trying to please them by still in the Grand Torino. Uh, he, I mean, he gets picked on by his, uh, his uh, sister. And on top of it, I mean, he, he's always like, you know, trying to please people. So I think it's the first time he's had an attachment to a male figure. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I, that's what I take from it. So Spider and the crew drive by. Okay, and this is where Walt shoots them a few times with his finger. Same mm-hmm. thing, right? I think he shoots them four yeah. times, and like the the one guy in the back seat, like just flips them off. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Walt gives Tao some tools, you know, to start his own set, and then you know the next. I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Basically, they're just bonding over, you know, the next few scenes. And mm-hmm. uh, there's one point where Walt's teaching him how to wax on, wax off, you know, washing the grand <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
And then at one point that he, uh, Walt himself, actually goes over to Tao's house to ask him uh, for help, you know, to bring up, uh, I think, a fridge or something mm-hmm. yeah. uh, from the basement. And so Tao grows a pair, and he, he actually instructs Walt, like, no, I'm going to pull it up because there's more weight, you know. So, yeah. so, you know, Tao's finally looking out for Walt, and he's he's actually starting to kind of grow into his own here. So we see him, yeah. you know, kind of change a little bit. Um, we get a funny scene, the the barbershop talk, you know, where... Oh, yeah. Where they try to teach Tao, like, how to talk to somebody. Perfect. A pole lock and a chain. How you doing, Martin, you crazy Italian prick? Well, see, cheap bastard, I should have known you'd come in. I was having such a pleasant day. Uh, what'd you do? Accuse uh, some poor blind guy out of his money? Gave him the wrong change? Who's the nip? Oh, he's a uh, pussy kid from next door. I'm just... Trying to man him up a little bit. Mm. You see, kid? Now that's how guys talk to one another. They do? When you got shit in your ears? Now go on out and come back in and talk to him like a man. Like a real man. Come on, old. Come on. Get your ass out of here. Come on back now. Sorry about this. What's up? What's up, you old Italian prick? Get out of my shop before I blow your head off, you goddamn dick smoking goat! Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. What the hell are you doing? Have you lost your mind? But, but that's what you said. That's what you said men say. You, do, you don't just come in and insult the man in his own shop. You just don't do that. What happens if you meet some stranger and you get the wrong one? He's going to blow your gook head right off. What should I have said then? Yeah, kid, why don't you start with, um, hi or hello? Yeah, just come in and say, uh, sir, I'd like a haircut if you have the time. Yeah, be polite, but don't kiss ass. In fact, you could talk about a construction job you just came from and bitch about your girlfriend in your car. Um, son of a bitch, I just got my brakes fixed and those sons of bitches really nailed me. I mean, they screwed me right in the ass. Yeah, don't swear at the guy. Just talk about people who are not in the room. Uh, you could bitch about your boss, uh, making you work overtime when it's bowling night. Right, or uh, my old lady bitches for two goddamn hours about how uh, they don't take expired coupons at the grocery store, and the minute I turn on the fucking game, she starts crying how we never talk. See, now go out, come back and talk to him, and it ain't rocket science, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but I don't have a job, a car, or a girlfriend. Jesus, I should have blown his head off when I had the chance. Yeah, maybe so. No, okay. I want you to turn around and go outside and come back and don't talk about having no job, no car, no girlfriend, no future, no dick, okay? Just turn around and go. Excuse me, sir. I need a haircut if you ain't too busy. You old Italian son of a bitch prick barber. Boy, does my ass hurt from all the guys in my construction job. <laughs> Walt also helps Tao uh, get a construction site. So the the barbershop talk, that kind of pays off here, you know, yeah. to, to kind of... Um, uh, get the this this you know manager I, I guess comfortable you know hiring mm-hmm. you know an Asian youth, uh-huh. um, and then we get an encounter with the cousins on the way home, and I I'm not sure what this is, but yeah they they basically attack him and and burn uh, 
burn his face with a cigarette. Yeah. Well, why why do you think it has come to this? You know, is it because because he hasn't really encountered them until now? It's just more so they they kind of they they lost face mm. there because uh, you know say, uh, Walt put them on the spot and then he didn't do anything. So they I'm thinking they they just want to show him, hey, you know what? We're still here. We're we're always gonna be here. So let's put put a mark on him. Let him know that you know. Walt can't be there all the time, mm. and which is it's messed up too. Um, I mean, to do a cigarette, that's that's kind of uh, messed up. But you know, on the it's, face, yeah, yeah. I I I've never heard of a situation like that. But then again, I mean, hey, it's the movies, so right. Yeah, it, it could have been. I I think it would have been more believable somewhere other than the face. You know, that just seemed a little. Um, What's the word? Uh, over the top? So, over the top, severe, you know? Yeah. A little much. But uh, Walt runs into him. I guess he, he you know, disappeared for a couple of days and they just haven't really seen each other, but he wants to help out. And, yeah. he, you know, he even, like, goes as far as, like, oh, you know, where do they live? Like, he's going to do something about it. Um, he's protective. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because he's become, you know, like his surrogate kid, I, I guess. You can say, like, this is actually somebody who's not family, who's actually acting like a family member to him. You know, and uh, so Walt's taking out um, the the gangsters, mm-hmm. and then uh, while Spider and some other guys they leave, I guess this is where the the guy who burnt his face I, I never caught a name, but this is where he lives, and then Smokey. Oh, Smokey! I, yep. oh, I never caught that. Okay, so and you know to sidetrack, he seemed like more of the uh, the gang leader than mm-hmm. Spider was, but Spider is supposed to be the leader. He's he's just he just he's the driver, is yeah. what he is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Walt gives him a good beating, you know, right there mm-hmm. on the lawn, um, and you know he's sending a message, you know, leave, leave him alone. And then and then we get uh, you know this drive by at Tao's house, um, and then I think Tao got hit by by debris, right? His neck's mm-hmm. bleeding a little bit, and then um, and then we see Sue. She uh, arrives home and she was beat, and uh, I think she was was she dropped off by the gangsters. Yeah, she and, uh, dropped off. Yep. Yeah. So I read, and I didn't. I didn't get this, but it makes sense. But um, and and maybe they said it, and I didn't catch it for this review. But was she was she raped and beat? Yeah. Okay. So they said that. Yeah. They well, they didn't say it, but okay. I mean. You you see I think um you see her skirt or something was ripped mm. right in right near the uh her crotch area, so that was a tough scene uh to watch. Yeah, Cause, I'm cause, sure for you too. Oh yeah, I mean it was really excuse me, mm. it was really like it got my emotions going. I'm like oh man, I I I thought about like oh if this happened oh man, there'd be a group of us going back to visit them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, because cause I didn't quite get that, but, you know, I'm also taking notes at the same time, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't catch the skirt this time around. But, um, yeah, she was, she was you know, badly beaten, and, like, the look of her face, you know, just that look of, like, you know, embarrassment and, and all of these things. So it it makes sense. I, I just I didn't get that at first, that, that she was beaten and raped. I, I just thought that she was beat. And then on top of that, like her cousin allowed that to happen, 
you know. So that yeah. kind of that kind of shows you where like the cousin is at this point, you know, which is is pretty messed up. And and this is when like you know to what you're saying how like Smokey seems to be the the, the, the leader. This is where like Spider gets a little bit more more not sadistic, but this is where he starts being really really bad. Yeah. You know? And then um you know Tao you know he wants to get revenge. Uh, and wants to, uh, you know, help out Walt. And then, so, basically, Walt seems to be, like, gearing up for, like, a suicide mission, you know, because he finally goes yeah. to a, confe- a confession, mm-hmm. which uh, the father, you know, it comedically, you know, it's like, okay, what's going on here? You know, he's like, Jesus Christ, like, he, he knows something's going to happen. Yeah. And then, like, Walt even went to go see, like, a tailor, so you know he's getting suited for, like, you know, his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um... You know, he he locks up Tao in the basement, you know, trying to protect him, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I, I just thought it was weird how there's a this storm door, you know, that locks to the basement. I I thought that was just weird, but... Uh, yeah, well, I think it's... I don't know if it, that basement, it just goes straight outside hmm. instead of going uh, into the house. Because typically, right, right. you know, you have it... The basement will go upstairs and then have a, uh, another door. That was a little little weird because I'm thinking most likely it just went straight outside because otherwise he could just go upstairs. Right. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, you, you, that, that's why I think, like, the storm door there was just kind of weird. But, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe it's one of those older houses that maybe, um, you know, like where you can run down to the basement for shelter or something. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, Walt goes to see Spider and the crew, and they have a little exchange there. Everybody's got their guns out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny too because I didn't mention this earlier, but when Walt pulls the gun uh, on the gangsters earlier, there was uh-huh. one guy who was bald. He had his hands up, you know, like like he was legit scared, like oh please don't shoot, sir. Yeah, as long as I have my hands up, he's not going to shoot me. That kind of thing. That same guy is the one who is now holding like an Uzi at Walt. So I thought that was very interesting too um, for that because I'm sure there was some kind of decision onto like who's going to be holding the Uzi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone's got the gun drawn, and Walt's got a cigarette. He's he's got the cigarette. He's like, anybody got a light? And uh, everyone's like, well, what the hell's wrong with this guy? He's like, he reaches in for his hand, and then he, he just does this jerking motion, and everyone starts shooting because they thought he was gonna pull out a gun, and mm-hmm. it revealed, you know, uh, again, this was foreshadowed earlier that Walt likes to pull out his his hand, uh, li- mm-hmm. literal handgun, <laughs> yeah, know, to, to shoot people. <laughs> So, uh, have you ever seen The Last Castle with uh, Robert Redford? No. Um, okay, this is a spoiler, so if anybody doesn't want to hear it, um, I feel bad because now I'm spoiling spoiling you. Um, That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's an old, I mean, it's not old, but it's, it hasn't been out for like a long time. But uh, at, the, at the end, um, something kind of similar happens, you know, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the um, protagonist has said, hey, "Hey, don't do this, you know, or I'll shoot you." Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to do this thing, and then he gets shot. And and as he's dying, it is revealed that it's you know it is not exactly what they thought he was gonna do, you know. So that kind of uh, same okay. thing, like yeah. So they thought Walt was gonna pull out a gun, and that's not that's not what happened. So mm. yeah. yeah, so they murder him in front of this neighborhood, and I, I think at this point, you know, it, it everyone is a little bit. It's easier for a community to come together to kind of point the finger at these particular gangsters. Hey, you know this because everyone's kind of kept like a tight lid, uh, mm-hmm. tight lid on uh, the issues in the neighborhood. But I think with this now, they're able to say what happened because of Walt, you know, being revered by this uh, community for saving Tao and Sue 
But um, yeah, it, and it kind of bookends, you know, like like the beginning of the movie. We we get the ending of um, with Walt's funeral. You know, mm-hmm. and we find that the Grand Trino is left to Tao and not the family. And just the look of the family, too. Like, his oldest son just kind of turns like, what is up with this kid that, mm-hmm. you know, got this car? It's so, icing on the cake because the whole family, you start, you know, really getting annoyed at the family once you start learning how Walt is and seeing mm-hmm. his good side. You start saying, you know what, they don't deserve anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. That Icing on the cake, I like that. So that's exactly what it is. So yeah, that's that's the end of our movie. Um, you know what we like to do is a, you know just a mm-hmm. little wrap up, and we do a rating of uh, up to five stars. Okay. And you know you can break it into like halves and quarters or what have you. But uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, this movie, uh, I felt I, I didn't remember it being two hours long, and mm-hmm. some parts it seemed kind of long, and some of the writing w- wasn't. I don't think was was great, but I feel like with Clint Eastwood being a very good director, he's mm-hmm. a great director. Oh I yeah, fe- I felt like he made some of these lines, like by the by his direction, he he made them work. You know, like, definitely. So, yeah, some things are a little cheesy, whatever, but um, I think it's still a movie worth watching. You know, I hear people joke around that this is like an unofficial like sequel to the Dirty Harry movies. You know, yeah, he's just I heard old that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um. I don't know. Like, there's something about watching an old Clint Eastwood being so racist. You know that that's <laughs> just very interesting. And uh, I I, st- I still like this movie, but I think I think f- because of the writing and uh, some of the acting, you know, with uh, a lot of the uh, actors not having uh, you know much experience, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna give this movie like like a four and a quarter. You know, which okay. I, I think is is actually pretty darn good. I was leaning like on a four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I think reviewing this with you and getting insights, you know, from uh, your background and shedding some more uh, light on the, the the Hmong culture, I think that kind of made me uh, enjoy it a little bit more. It's just unfortunate that um, you know it, it goes in a different direction, you know, which we kind of mentioned earlier that it's not about Hmong people. It just happened to be you know be a movie with Hmong people in it. Yeah. And so, that a lot of people don't they they gloss over that because we we're. It's like when you don't have anything and when you finally get something that you can relate to, you want it to be the best. And then you're so critical of it. So that's that's where Hmong people were. They thought this was our movie. But no, we just happen to be in the movie. Yeah. So. I don't. I don't think uh, Laotians have anything yet. So that's what I was gonna ask you. I'm like, still is there a movie that I should be watching to see where where Laos people are? Because I mean, you guys, you guys have a whole country. We we don't even right. have a country. Right, right. And we're just like, okay, uh, we, we keep on wanting a country, but that's a yeah. whole other talk for a whole other time. <laughs> the the only thing I could think of that's kind of similar um, mm-hmm. would be Ong Bak. You know, because they're really? Thai. You, you, they're Thai, you know, Laos oh. and Thai, you know, are pretty similar. And, you know, some of the dialects are, are, are very similar, too. But that's the only thing I can claim, but that has nothing to do with the culture or anything. Yeah. So, so no, <laughs> to answer your question, there's nothing <laughs> that that we have. But I'll keep an eye out for sure. That, All that's right. something I would love to speak on. But can you tell the uh, listeners, you know, like uh, uh, how to reach you, you know, where you uh, welcome uh, interactions and things like that? And oh, again, yeah. the name of the show? Yeah, um, well, um, my name is Jonathan Her. You can catch me. Uh, I, I have my own Twitter account, but to be honest, I'm very active on uh, our um, Just a Thought podcast uh, uh, Twitter account. So it's just a thought p- at Just a Thought Pod, P-O- P-O-D, excuse me. 
and uh, um, go to Facebook. I'm I'm active on Facebook. Um, just Jonathan Her. Uh, you'll see my Mon name because uh, I was given a an elder name. So mm. uh, just gloss over that. See Jonathan, the name Her. Um, and then uh, see we have our Just a Thought podcast uh Facebook page. Also have Instagram. I post pictures from time to time. And yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, if you want to give a shout out or email, contact us for the show or something like that. It's a uh, jat dot podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And if anyone's interested, I'll I'll have you know a lot of that information on the show notes too, so that way it's quicker for them to access. But uh, one thing you didn't do was, well, what would you give this movie? I, you know what, <laughs> because it's my sister in it, uh, I, I actually. Aside from that, I really enjoy the movie because it's fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, it can it can kind of take a while to pick up at times. Um, let's see, watch it. I did watch it after, um, like years after she uh, we we originally watched it. So I would give it honestly four. I give it four and a half. Okay, it's not a five. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it gets a little bump, but not much because I actually enjoyed the movie. Okay, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, hopefully you've seen this if you've listened to you know this far. Mm. But um, yeah, you know, I I had a lot of fun. You know, I want to thank you yeah. for coming on the show. And you know, oh, I'd, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd love for you to come on again, and you know, maybe we can talk about more Asian movies. <laughs> yeah, Asian cinema. <laughs> so that'd be fun. But I'm um, fine with that. Yeah. So. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Again, you know, I'll, I'll put out uh, the links on the show notes for those to, to follow your show. Uh, you know, I'll, Thanks, I'll be go- yeah, I'll be going back and and, and picking up more stuff because you you guys are uh, pretty funny, and I like the dynamic between the two. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, no problem. So, uh, you know, for those that want to follow, uh, we have Instagram and Twitter at HLF Podcast. And if you want to email in, uh, hlfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, obviously. We're almost to 100 likes, so like the page. Let me know that you're listening to the show. Um, and until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level <laughs> Chai